my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you the second episode in the Olsen Twins birthday double feature. I am covering from season seven, episode 20, Michelle a la carte, which aired March 15th. 1994. In this episode, Michelle is excited about building a go-kart with Aunt Becky, but gets discouraged when she hears her dad and uncle Jesse teasing Becky. Stephanie shows Joey some ballet moves and DJ and Steve deal with the fact that they are no longer a couple. So we have a few things going on aside from the actual go-kart race. This episode, <clears throat> excuse me, was directed by John Tracy. We have writer Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Kathy Jung. Let's see, we also have Jay Evan. Jay Evan Bonifit. Bonifit. Let's see. This guy's only three years younger than me. Wow, that's... Okay, this guy actually was, he played Tum Tum, I think, in the second and third? Three Ninjas, like, Three Ninjas Kickback, he played Tum Tum, and then I think they got the original actor for Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. I loved Three Ninjas. The second one, eh, they actually... They got a different actor for Rocky. You might know him. He plays Brett in season four, Stephanie Plays the Field. So they didn't even try with that one. They went from a blonde-haired kid named Chad Power in Three Ninjas playing Rocky to having Sean Fox, a brunette, playing Rocky. And I'm just like, you don't think us kids aren't going to notice? Granted, by the time uh, Three Ninjas Kickback came out in 94, I was 12 at the time, so not so much a kid. But anyway, this guy, kid doesn't even have... Oh! No wonder I couldn't see his face. Okay. <laughs> For his IMDb profile picture, I wasn't sure what that was. Of course, we have guest starring Journey Smollett. We all know and love is Denise. And, of course, we have not really guest starring because they're main cast members. Blake and Dylan Tumoy, Will Hout playing Nikki and Alex. We have trivia. Stephanie in this episode is wearing a cast on her left arm. She broke her arm while shooting the previous episode. And the producers decided to cover it up. You can see that... In the said episode, 
Stephanie doesn't move her arm much, especially in the scene where they all see the lottery with Joey. They decided to add the incident to the story in this episode, so they wrote the pizza gig to explain the cast. Interestingly enough, Jodie Sweetin injured her ankle before season three of Fuller House, and her injury is written into an episode of that show as well. Now, I've covered the breakup episode where Joey thinks he won the lottery. Everyone kind of makes him think he won the lottery. I didn't notice that about uh, Jodie Sweetin. So whether this person has behind-the-scenes intel on what happened or they know Jodie Sweetin specifically, I just, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch that episode. Oh, we got some goofs. Continuity. Becky said she's going to make the car lower to the ground to reduce drag. Michelle's car is no lower than the others. Continuity. During Denise and Kenny's race, their cars switched sides before the starting line and the finish line. Incorrectly regarded as goofs. Adding anything to make your car longer than the regulation length is against the rules. The rose would have not made Michelle win, although the rose could be just for decoration. Yeah, guys, this is not a goof. This is someone's opinion. I don't understand why it's under goofs. That's probably why it says incorrectly regarded as goofs. Correction, winning by a rose was simply a colorful turn of phrase on the classic winning by a nose. In the freeze frame at the end of the race, the body and wheels of Michelle's cart are a few inches ahead of her opponents, so the rose on the front of her car made no difference. Alrighty, we do have a review. Taylor Kingston coming through. We got this title the one with the ballet he he or she gives us a five out of ten this is from march 25th 2016 warning spoilers i don't mind the episode it's not great it's not amazing but if you like full house you might as well watch it well here here in this episode stephanie teaches joey some ballet dance moves dj and stevie had to deal with the fact that they're no longer a couple uh no longer a couple which is taking some time and a lot more effort than imagined and michelle gets excited to build a go-kart with aunt becky until jesse and danny tease becky which throws michelle's interest off fun fact in this episode stephanie is wearing a cast the actress who portrays her actually broke her arm while shooting the preview. Okay, so maybe this is fact then, because this Taylor is the second person to bring this up. Best part of the episode. Nothing really, but there's not a worst part either. So, worst part of the episode? Okay, I give this episode a 5, which in my ratings book is okay. <laughs> now this makes me want to go back and watch Love on the Rocks. And see for myself that Jody Sweeten is, in fact, holding her arm. Because it's broken. Alright, before I get into the episode, I want to let all the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. Podca new podcast listeners who have just jumped aboard the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast, want to let you know where you can listen. You can listen on SoundCloud or iTunes. Also, the podcast does have a Facebook page, so social media, also an Instagram page. Just type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast into the Facebook search bar. The Only Land of Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. You can like it, you can follow it, that way you know which episodes I'm doing and when. I don't go in order of 
air date or episode by episode. I go in form of episodes based on a series. Could be a holiday. Could be whatever theme I pull out of my hat, basically. And if you want a heads up as to what episode series episodes I'm doing, I did upload a 22-23 podcast schedule. However, I did state in that mini-episode that sometimes something comes awry that I have to switch things up, and a certain series of episodes may get delayed or pushed back or jump ahead of the line, just depending how my work schedule goes, because my work schedule is not always going to be the same every single week. That's just how it goes. Another thing about this podcast, it does set it aside, set it aside, set it apart from other Full House podcasts out there, is that this is an ears of all ages podcast, and what I mean by that is that anybody of any age can listen to this podcast without the fear of inappropriate content, F-bombs, H-bombs, S-bombs. I created this podcast, one, because I love the show. I grew up with it. I'm watching it all the time, not just while I podcast. But also, during my dinner, I just, I love the show so much. And yes, I probably watch each episode a hundred times between its original air date and now that I can probably quote it in my sleep. But I wanted to create this podcast also because I know there are a lot of us all out there that grew up with the show and that also love the spinoff or sequel show, Fuller House. I wanted to put two shows out there into one show. And I wanted those that have grown up with the show that are possibly even introducing their own children to the show and want to hear a reminisce, remembrance, reviewish podcast about each episode. I wanted to make that podcast, not just for myself, but for you out there as well, that grew up with the show, both shows. So, one last couple things is if you guys want to have an input in the show as far as you want your opinions to come across, your favorite character, if you guys want to hit me up with a trivia question, that would be wild. You could even use emojis to describe episode titles. You can send me an email at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, all podcasts need support. The only thing I ask of you guys is a moment of your time. If you jump on iTunes, search Full House or Fuller House, the Oh My Lanta Holy Chulupas podcast will pop up. Click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. All five-star po- uh, podcast episodes get the podcast out there for other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So you may have noticed if you've been listening or just jumped in, this year, 2023, is all about Full House. I am wrapping up the Full House portion at the end of 2023, and then in 2024, I will be focusing on wrapping up the Fuller House portion. There's about 30-ish episodes left between seasons one through five that I have to cover. I already did cover the series finale of Fuller House a while back. So it's just a sprinkling of episodes between season one and five. And pretty much, for the most part, I'm just going to go 
beat by beat. That's basically the episodes in order that I haven't covered. I really am not going to be doing too much jumping around for any reason. All right, so that being said, guys, let's jump into the episode. But first, we get to see this adorable golden nugget of footage known as the cold open. It's usually about a minute or less of screen time. I just call this is like this is a bonus. This is fun for me. I just I love to see an extra few minutes of a few minutes. Uh, extra footage for the cold open and sometimes it has something to do with the episode sometimes it's its own little thing let's see what they got for us in michelle a la carte okay so yeah the cold open actually is going to play into the episode we see danny coming home with stephanie he's trying to guide her down a couple of steps into the living room She's got, it's, I like her cast as pink. I like that. It, I, I, I'm sure there are, like, different colored casts. You don't have to go with the basic white. You probably, you know, like, Stephanie does pink. She's got her arm also in a, uh, not just a cast, but in a, um, I don't know. What would you call this thing? Uh, like, a holder, uh, I don't know. I know there's a word for it, but I can't think of what it is. I mean, it's got a shoulder sling. A sling! A sling! Her her cast is in a sling. That's what it is. Okay, so that way it restricts movement, and it's close against her, her body and everything like that. Stephanie tells Dad, she's already had enough. She says, Dad, look, I know I broke my arm, but promise me you're not going to freak out over every move I make. And he's like, oh, no, sweetie, of course I'm not going to do that. So they walk down the two steps. He's like, lip on the carpet. There's a lip on the carpet. It's like, she's gone. And my guess is she must have done this, broke her arm while she was ice skating. And to be honest, she is only one of the Tanner kids that has broken an arm or even a bone of any kind that we can tell. Michelle and DJ, in the course of eight seasons, have, well, this is only season seven, but no, they never broke a bone or anything like that. At least not on camera. So DJ comes in with Nikki and Alex, and she's like, oh, Steph, how are you doing? What did the doctor say? Apparently the doctor told Stephanie, don't worry, Steph, you're going to be fine. Your dad, on the other hand, will need plenty of rest. His anxiety has got to be through the roof. But... It could be also just dad brain, you know. He's cautious. His daughter broke a bone. The first one in his family to break a bone. And he just wants to make sure that she's safe so she doesn't injure herself any further. So, one of the twins says, that's a big boo-boo, noticing Stephanie's broken arm. And then the other, t the twin in blue goes up and kind of knocks on Stephanie's cast. And she says... <laughs> he says, that's a hard boo-boo. Oh, yes, of course. Here comes the criticism from DJ. Steph, you're such a good skater. What happened? Well, apparently it didn't happen in the rink or even with her skates on. She slipped on a piece of pizza in the parking lot. Really? Whoa. Somebody, the parking lot attendant or whoever's supposed to clean up the parking lot is not doing their job. Unacceptable. I would sue. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> but I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not going to sue you, but here's what I am going to ask. I am going to ask that I get free admission for life 
to your skating rink. Or do, do we got a deal? Okay. No lawyers involved, just free admission for life. And DJ says, well, if anyone asks, just say you missed the landing on a triple toe loop. And Stephanie turns to go upstairs and Danny says, oh, sweetheart, if you are going to go with that story, you might want to change your pants. There is a sauce mark in the shape of a pizza on the back of Stephanie's jeans on her leg. Uh, the, the blue shirt twin says, you fell on pizza. <laughs> Danny just pats Stephanie on the back like, you're gonna, you're not gonna help her up the stairs? She might. A couple steps is one thing. Stairs are a completely different beast altogether. I wouldn't know. Again, I haven't broken a bone. I don't ever want to break any bones ever. I've been doing okay so far for 40 years. Let's keep that streak intact. turns and he kind of like uh chuckles to himself like oh good one nikki or alex i can't tell which one's which i mean even with their different colored clothes it's like unless someone says their name i'm not going to be able to tell which one's which all right and that was the adorable cold open oh i feel bad for steph actually i feel bad for jody sweden because i can't imagine like a broken bone, a broken arm, especially if it's your good arm, like it's the one you write with all the time. The same goes with like breaking your leg. I mean, I'm right-handed, right-footed, so uh, <laughs> yeah. If I did, it, it, I would be like, make it the left, make it the left. <laughs> At least with the, I mean, you could still drive. You could still, you know, if you're right-handed, you can still write. So I'm guessing this is supposed to be fall because Steph, uh, Michelle and Denise are in the backyard jumping over a non-running sprinkler and they are just bored. But yeah, Michelle's wearing a, a hooded... I swear she's worn this blue-colored hooded shirt before with matching leggings. Uh, she's wearing this ridiculously large scrunch, white, poofy scrunchie in her hair. I mean, that's right up there with Little House on the Prairie with Nellie's giant big bows that are always in the back of her head and just like, it's like it's trying to swallow the back of your head. No one needs a bow or scrunchie that big. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they're not having it. And Michelle says, my dad was wrong. It's not more fun without water. Why is it these kids always walk into the backyard of the Tanner home like they own the joint? Oh, this kid is already, you can tell, 
he's going to be a pain. Because even Denise goes up and like, hey, Kenny, what are you doing on our block? This kid made the journey just to get in Michelle's face and talk about a go-kart that his dad is going to build for him. This kid's wearing loafers and khakis with a t-shirt. And he's wearing like a light spring jacket. Oh yeah, well if you must know, I had to pick up my application for the downhill derby. And I'm like, well if you must know, this is my backyard. Can you please vacate it the way you entered? This kid apparently wins every year. Well, his dad is clearly paying off. That's the only way. It's like, this is ridiculous. He's pay his dad is paying off the judge or whoever runs this thing. That kid can't be that good, not with that attitude. And Michelle, you know, it's understandable. She doesn't know really anything about this derby business. She asked, where do you get the cars? She probably does think that they're like regular actual driving cars. And he's like and, and Kenny says, Well, where do you think? You build them with an adult. Yeah, and this kid spots off the fact, like, well, I usually watch TV until my dad tells me we're finished. There is a good Simpsons episode in regards to, uh, a derby race. It's actually, it's quite good. Um, I forgot what it's called. Saturdays of Thunder or something. What does this kid think he's trying to impress? So Becky comes out and says to Denise and Michelle that lunch will be ready in five minutes. Both girls are like, all right, because they're hungry. All that jumping over that uh, non-running sprinkler and hose just, they need to, re they need to replay, they need lunch, they need food, <laughs> they need sustenance. Ah, oh, the flannel is heavy with this kid. <laughs> it's kind of flannel-ish, because he's like, all right. <laughs> Nikki, you just ate. And he says, I'm a hungry boy. Where is Alex? You know, I noticed when I when I covered the last episode, the bicycle thief, Alex was pretty much checked out for the duration. We only got a couple scenes with, with Nikki. It's like maybe the other twin something happened where he was just like he was too tired he wasn't having the best day it's like we can just use the one twin and say the other one's like taking a nap upstairs or something that's right the duration of the bicycle thief like takes just over the course of one whole day slash or an afternoon basically just what oh they could be on a nap schedule and maybe that's why they ate at different times than the family it's understandable so, Michelle wants to do this downhill derby thing. Because she goes over to Becky and says, Becky, you're an adult. Could you help me build a car for the downhill derby? And Becky says, you know, Michelle, it just so happens you asked the right person. So, again, Becky mentions her multiple brothers. She says, I used to help my brothers build their cars when I was growing up. So, <sighs> she's taking a note out of Kenny's playbook here. She says, thanks, I'll be watching TV. Tell me when we're finished. Sweetie, that's not how that works. Just because Kenny's dad is reliving his glory days through building his son's 
go-kart doesn't mean that's how it works. I mean, you just asked Becky, now you're saying basically you do all the work, I'll watch TV. I'd be like, she's like, no TV. If you're really serious about this, we're going to work on it together. Yeah, she says no TV. If you're really serious about this race, we build the car together. This is so sweet. I like that we get to see Becky and Michelle to, you know, having some screen time together other than it just being mainly with the whole family. I mean, and again, like with the episode with DJ and Becky and good girls just want to have fun or girls just want to have fun in season four. I was trying to think really, it feels like we didn't get that with Stephanie and Becky. We kind of mainly got just a couple scenes like in crush. She's asking Becky for advice in the episode with the slumber party, she's asking Becky if she would attend it with her. And then also the one in season eight, Air Jesse, which I haven't gotten to yet, where she makes a blouse and home ec and she begs Becky to wear it. And Becky is just trying to be nice, but she doesn't really think that it's a great looking sweater because it's got a, or a blouse because it's got like a bunch of different colored buttons on it. I like how when Becky leaves, oh, we see Nikki, like, chewing on his shirt collar. And she's, oh, hungry boy, don't be eating your shirt. I'll give you something else to eat, you knucklehead. Kenny, why are you still here? Go home. He's like, excuse me, did I hear right? You're going to let a girl help you? I'd be like, well, first of all, Michelle's a girl. And she's asking a girl to help her. Girl power. Kenny, go home. Oh, I love Denise. She jumps over, like, excuse me, and what's wrong with that? This kid is a sexist little butt, and I'm pretty sure he's getting this attitude from his daddy. He says, everyone knows girls don't have car brains. They have Barbie doll brains. He rolls his eyes, and I like Michelle's comeback. Well, Barbie has a Corvette, and then Kenny shoots back with, yeah, but Ken built it. Really? I don't think he did. Go on thinking that, Kenny. This kid's got a weird, creepy laugh. Not like Miko Hughes as Aaron or Gage Creed in Pet Cemetery, but uh, he's just like, Mr. Loafer Kid and your khakis, get yourself out of here. Seriously, go away. No one want. Don't come back into my backyard. No, we see. I, I can't stand this kid. I really can't. He's just, ugh. His, do his, his mom needs to teach that boy how to talk to women and ladies with respect. I get it. He's like eight years old still. That's not too young to tr learn how to treat people of the opposite sex or just in general people in general with respect. This kid's a bully. And I, I like I said, I think he's getting it from his father. You know he didn't come up with that girls don't have car brains, they have Barbie doll brains. You know that he got that from his dad. Denise, Michelle, lunch will be ready in five minutes. All right! 
Michelle, it just so happens that you asked the right person. I used to help my brothers build their cars all the time when I was growing up. Thanks. I'll be watching TV. Tell me when we're finished. No, 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 wait a minute. Come back here. No TV. If you're really serious about this race, we have to build a car together. That's even better. I'm in. All right, put it there, partner. Okay, hungry boy. Don't eat your shirt. I'll give you something else to eat, you knucklehead. Excuse me, did I hear right? You're gonna let a girl help you? And what's wrong with that? <laughs> Everyone knows girls don't have car brains. They have Barbie doll brains. <laughs> well, Barbie has a Corvette. <laughs> yeah. But Ken built it. I, I don't think that your parent can help you make it. That is a disqualification. They have to make the whole thing is that the kid's supposed to make the Little Rascals, the movie Little Rascals from 1993. Also, those kids made their own. Well, except for Waldo, who is played by Full House's Derek, the the rich kid in. Uh, the Little Rascals, he, of course, I guess just stole his from somebody or had it made. Turns out, <laughs> turns out that who plays his father in the Little Rascals movie is Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, crazy. So many good examples of go-kart like, movies and TV episodes. One Tree Hill in season five had done a kind of a go-kart derby thing with the character of Jamie Scott, Nathan and Haley Scott's five-year-old son. Well, I get that Danny, again, at this point, is always about cleaning. He's got lemon pledge. He's got a rag. Jesse says the kitchen table trying to eat a sandwich. He's like having to put the newspaper over the sandwich so Danny doesn't spray lemon pledge all over it. Oh, interesting that Jesse's eating a sandwich and not chicken. Usually it seems like when he's eating something, a lot of the times it is chicken. But occasionally, you know, they differ it up, they make it a sandwich. So DJ comes home from school and Danny says, oh, honey, Steve called. Because it was just right after they broke up. And DJ can't believe it. Like, Steve, we haven't spoken since we've broken up. How did he sound? Alright, uh... And Danny says, yeah, was something about wanting to possibly see you this weekend? And uh, DJ asks, well, why? And Danny says, I, I, I don't know. He, he didn't say. And now she, she's, like, interrogating this phone call, like, well, how was his tone? And Danny asks, his, his tone? I, I have no idea. D DJ, why did you call him back yourself and ask and find out for yourself? Because Danny's like, his tone? And DJ says, well, yeah, I mean, was he angry? Was he upset? And she says, oh, I knew it. I broke his heart. He was probably crying. Did you hear him blow his nose on his sleeve? You know. Yeah, when she says, could you hear him blow his nose on his shirt? We cut over to Jesse, who's about ready to eat into a sandwich. And he's like, eh, gross. Lost my appetite. Stephanie jumps in here and brings DJ back to Earth and says, Easy, Deej, he broke up with you, not Cindy Crawford. Why does that almost sound like the way that she's pleading and demanding, like, wanting to know how Steve's doing? 
that she almost regrets breaking up with him. This is what, I mean, I get it. Scott Weinger wanted to go to college. They had to write his character out. And the only way to do that is if they broke up. What are they going to do? Have Steve move out of the state of California? Oh, I'm going to... I'm going to Daytona Beach University after all. I just, I'm going to transfer over there. That, I, I don't know about that. But honestly, thinking about it now, would that even have been better? I mean, just because thinking about it, it's like you already had Danny and Vicky doing the long distance thing. I really don't think Steve and DJ doing the long distance thing too would have worked. But it, it just it bothers me to no end. She breaks up with Steve, right? And we're in episode 20 of season 7. And four episodes this season is done. And then, bam! Season 8, episode 1. Nelson Burkhart arrives. I don't even think, in all the times... We saw Nelson. I don't think I ever knew. I don't even think his last name was ever really said on the show that I can remember. But the fact that, I mean, she and Steve had dated for a good year and a season and a half. And then she ends up getting with Viper, who I'm like, no, no. They were just bland Bland, bland compared to Steve. They had no real personality. And Viper, what's he like, 19, 20 years old? She's still in high school? I, I'm not okay with that. But then again, Danny is one who will let his daughter go to a frat party when she's still in high school and go on a date with a 22-year-old or 24-year-old guy while she's in high school. Sweetie, uh, Steve called. Steve? We haven't spoken since we broke up. Yeah, I was out about wanting to see you this weekend. Why? I don't know. Well, how was his tone? His tone? Uh, well, was he angry? Was he upset? Oh, I knew it. I broke his heart. He, he was probably crying. Could you hear him bow his nose on his shirt? <laughs> Easy, Deej. He broke up with you. Not Cindy Crawford. <laughs> So now we move over to the living room where Becky and Michelle are kind of going over the plans with how to build the go-kart. I'm guessing they get like a kit from like a hardware store or maybe when they get the application for the, I don't know, is there a, because Kenny just got his application so eventually there's going to be a cutoff, you know, date, a deadline for when the application has to be due. They probably got to look at the completed you know, derby card, make sure it meets the qualifications, no fancy frills, just your basic, simple derby car. And Becky says, we're going to build it low to the ground so that way it cuts down on wind resistance. And Michelle asks, is it going to go fast? And I love Becky's response. She says, let me put it to you this way. You better hold on to your baby teeth. It's interesting. So, Episode 11, okay, hold on a second. Let me go back here. What episode is High Anxiety? Let me go find this out real quick. Because, let's see, High Anxiety. Oh, that would see episode 7. So I did the Bicycle Thief. The Olsen twins were still missing their front teeth. 
Um, and I think possibly by season, season, by episode 13, I think they had their front teeth had already grown in. Which is interesting because watching different strokes, like episode after episode, um, you could see the progress of Gary Coleman. You know, he had his two front teeth missing in season one. But you could see, like, the level, like, they were growing in. Whereas it's almost like the teeth or front teeth were gone on the Olsen twins, and then, like, two episodes, boom, they are grown in. I don't know how long it really necessarily takes for, like, once you lose your front teeth, how long it takes for them to grow in. I don't think I lost both mine at once. I think it was, or both at the same time. I think I lost one and then I lost the other. So, Danny and Jesse come in, and Michelle pulls the blueprint up for Danny to see. She says, Daddy, Aunt Becky drew the car we're going to build. She's so excited, which I can imagine. It sounds like a fun time. Granted, there's a lot of work involved, but the payoff in the end is well worth the work you put into it. But this is where Michelle starts to have her doubts, and Kenny's whole girls don't have car brains, they have Barbie doll brains kind of filter in because the guys start acting really sexist to Becky because uh, she's like well I guess we'll finally get to see who the real mechanic in the family is okay I gotta say this Danny Michelle is seven you don't need to be picking her up like she's a toddler anymore it's, come on I was just so excited until Jesse and Danny start these sexist comments to her. I don't like it. Yeah, there's like Jesse says, Oh, you're gonna build a car, huh? Better be careful, you might break a nail. Oh, Michelle, that smile just falls right off of Michelle's face. Cause yeah, she's pretty much Becky, her wording is playing exactly into Michelle's head what Kenny was saying about the whole girls have Barbie doll brains. Cause she says it's going to be so hard without a big, strong man to help us. Yeah, why is she acting like a southern belle? She's like, it's going to be so hard without a big, strong man to help us. What will we do? And where is this southern drawl coming from? Danny says, well, I, I don't know, little lady. If you have any troubles, little, any trouble there, figuring out where that steering wheel goes, you know where to find us manly men. Jesse looks at the blueprint and says, well, this is a girl's car. Where are you going to put the flowers at there, little lady? And Becky says, in the bud vase next to the driver's makeup mirror. Michelle can't get out of there fast. She is just deflated. She's like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Because she's thinking, like, now Becky's pretending like she doesn't know much about cars. Or like, oh, I can't do this without a guy to help. It's just really... It's a female's version, I guess, of being emasculated in a way. I just, I don't know. But Becky is just, they're joking and Michelle doesn't get that they're just playing around. Because she's like, I don't feel like I want to do this anymore. And Becky notices, like, Michelle, where are you going? And Michelle says, well, I have a few things to do. I have to do. And Becky says, all right, well, we have a lot of work to do, okay? And so Michelle leaves and begs, all right, you manly man, you got any real suggestions? And both Danny and Jesse are like, ah, don't look me, I don't know. 
Jesse, you work on your Harley. You helped out working on Danny's car on occasion. You're telling me you don't. <laughs> this sounds like this would be right up Jesse's alley as a kid. But he was, you know, I think even back then he was just really about his music and all that stuff. So Danny says, I would if I had any idea how to build a car. Oh, yeah, they were, honestly, they were joking, and Michelle took it seriously. They were all just having kind of fun with it, and Michelle just is like, it's just, it's playing right. Kenny's words of the Barbie doll girl brain just right in her head. All right, now what we're going to do is build the car real low to the ground so it cuts down on wind resistance. Is it going to go fast? Let's just say you'd better hang on to your baby teeth. furniture for Joey and Stephanie's ballet lesson and while Kimmy and DJ are moving Ottoman out of the way Kimmy asks DJ well what are you gonna say to Steve when you talk to him tomorrow and DJ's like I don't know I mean what if he says he can't live without me I'm just thinking DJ I get it you're still a teenager but just I don't think it's going to get to that point. Fast forward 24, 20 plus years to Fuller House. Steve, recently divorced. He just, it's not the Steve that we know and love. It just, it doesn't feel that way in Fuller House. It just, it's almost like it feels like the characters are kind of caricatures of who they used to be. I, I, I don't know. I could be reaching with that comment, but it just... I mean, out of all the characters on, on Fuller House that, you know, the actors that are reprising their roles, the one that is so far-fetched is just Candace Cameron is DJ. She is so far from who she was DJ-wise that she's not even the same character anymore. And I get it, time and growing up can change sometimes a person's you know, outlook, personality, what have you, but it just, it felt more like Candace Cameron being Candace Cameron and not being the character of DJ. Yeah, she's so worried about Steve's response when she calls him. Like, what if he cries? What if he begs? And Kimmy says, just do what a man does when he comes crawling back to me. Wake up. I'd be like, what? 
this is this is all what takes place in Kimmy's dreams of a guy that's begging for her forgiveness in her dreams and then she wakes up from it. I don't get it. <laughs> There's a lot to not get about Kimmy. <laughs> so, of course, Joey and Stephanie comes down. Stephanie's wearing a leotard. Joey is wearing jeans and a sweatshirt. It's like, you're gonna be practicing balancing moves and stretching. You're not gonna want to wear jeans. But of course, he, he takes one look at Kim and says, what's Gibbler doing here? Like, if anyone's going to laugh at him doing this, it's going to be Kimmy. And DJ says, I'm sorry, Joey, I couldn't get her to leave. And Stephanie says, yeah, I've had the same problem for eight years. So Joey allows Kimmy to stay, but she is, of course, sworn to secrecy. Like, you cannot, what goes on in this room stays in this room. It doesn't leave this room. He, yeah, exactly. We got, we got Steph here who's dressed and a leotard, and some tights, you know, very flexible, allows for movement and everything, and, and Joey's wearing jeans, and a sweatshirt, and tennis shoes, I mean, I would say definitely, you're gonna do that, I would definitely say, hey, go get some sweats on, maybe a t-shirt, because you know, even, you know, a sweatshirt can sometimes restrict movements, Joey's got Popeye the Sailor Man, on his sweatshirt but even it's just he is not oh I love I love that Stephanie's got like leggings on but she's also wearing ballet flats or slippers flats I'm not sure what the term is called yes of course he doesn't want Jesse and Danny giving him a hard time and he says he's doing this to improve his hockey DJ DJ you're not teaching jo Stephanie's teaching Joey but yeah, she told yeah, Kimmy we're teaching Joey some ballet exercises. And of course, you know Kimmy's gonna have a field day with that. Yeah, cause she Kimmy has this look on her face like <laughs> And Joey crosses his arms and says, It's to help improve my hockey. Flexibility, balance, and strength. Oh, Kimmy, don't change. She says, Oh, it's if that's your story, if that's what you're going with, prance away. He, he just did the move that Jesse does with Gibbler. When he does the finger point in a circle, like, out, go. You are no longer welcome here. And Kimmy says, oh, that's fine with me. <laughs> no problem, I'd rather not see this. So Stephanie explains to Joey that the first exercise is going to be a plie in the first position. But basically, it's just, what, lifting your arms... And then kind of, like, bending your knees a little. Again, Joey's not wearing the proper, you know, clothes for this. Of course he's going to split his pants. Yeah, and he barely even bends his knees. And DJ says, Joey, come on. You can do better than that. Grand plie. Which, Jody Sweden for a broken arm, <laughs> um, she's... I don't know, like, how much time between the time that she broke her arm and had it in, you know, because she still got the cast on and she's still able to use her, her arm pretty well, I mean, movement-wise and everything. I mean, Stephanie, yeah, she's, she's bending the knees. She's, like, frog-posed there. Joey, you're not going to be able to do I don't think I could do that. 
Not with my knee. As soon as he does that, we hear the ripping. It sounds like you're ripping fabric. Like a ripping fabric sound effect. Because we hear a... Like his pants have been torn. Joey's got this look like, oh boy, this is embarrassing. And Joey says, God, I hope that was just my pants. Well, for us, the viewers, we hope so too, Joey. What are you going to say to Steve tomorrow? I don't know. I mean, I know it's over, but what if he says he can't live without me? What if he begs? What if he cries? Just do what I do when a man comes crawling back to me. Wake up. <laughs> What's Gibbler doing here? Sorry, Joey, I couldn't get her to leave. I've had the same problem for eight years. All right, Gibbler, you can stay. But you're sworn to secrecy. I don't want Jesse and Danny giving me a hard time about this. We're teaching Joey some ballet exercises. It's to help improve my hockey. It just happens to be an excellent way to improve flexibility, balance, and strength. Hey, if that's your story, France away. Out. No problem. I'd rather not see this. Now, the first exercise will be plies in first position. Ready? Demi plie. One, two. Come on, Joey, work it. Your demi's not plieing. Yeah, he barely did anything. And into a grand plie. Sounds like a grand rippe. Boy, I hope that was just my pants. So now we're in the backyard, and we got Becky and Michelle working on the go-kart. Of course, it's, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty bare bones. They got the body of it. They got the wheels attached. No, it's not. Paint, I think, is the last thing you do is you paint it. There is a giant red stand-up toolbox. Oh, there's even a box that has the, it's like a derby car kit. Becky, of course, is wearing jeans and a lavender-colored sweatshirt that's got schmutz on it, like paint and whatnot. Michelle, of course, is wearing, I again, the flower tops they put on these girls are absolutely atrocious. And they also, they got, you know, Michelle in a pair of shorts because it's California and I don't know what time of year this is. And because we got Becky in a sweatshirt and Michelle's in shorts. I don't know. So, Michelle is doubting that Becky can do this just from the responses that she was giving to Jesse and Danny. Like, oh my gosh, how can I put this car together? What's a girl to do? I can't do this without a guy's help. Yeah, just kind of feeding into Michelle's uh, psyche there. Just planting doubts in her head. Just similar to what Kenny was throwing her way. Just pretty much making it seem like Kenny was right. The girls don't know anything about cars. Because she asks Becky, uh, does that go there? And Becky says, the steering wheel? I'm pretty sure it does. She says, pretty sure it's the steering wheel. Yeah, and, and of course, Michelle's like, uh, should I ask Dad just in case? 
And the thing is, it's like Steph. Becky said she had older brothers that she helped put them together. Danny, I, I, Danny is not the type that ever would have done a go-kart derby thing. Jesse, on the other hand, I don't think so much either, just because it seems like a lot of his childhood he talks about you know, having different bands and m music and all this stuff. Joey, on the other hand, as often as he moved around with his, his parents and stuff, being in the, the military, the army, what have you, he probably didn't have a lot of time to make friends and be able to participate in stuff like this. So, unless they did stuff like this on, you know, our own base housing, I don't know. But, um, yeah. She's just, she's having her doubts, she's really worried... Like, it's not going to turn out like she likes because a, a guy isn't doing it. But then again, I mean, Jesse's familiar with cars, you know, whether, you know, changing the... Even that one that uh, eventually was impounded, the one that was going to go to DJ. Jesse said, it's not one big thing, it's a bunch of little things. I should be able to knock this out in a couple hours. So, I mean, definitely I could see him helping, but then again, he'd probably be the one who will be taking over and say, Michelle, go watch TV. I'll tell you when, we're, when I'm done. And Becky says, Michelle, look, this, you got to trust me on this, sweetie. The steering wheel always goes in front of the driver. I mean, Michelle, you've been in plenty of vehicles, cars and whatnot. You know that. The steering wheel always goes in front of the driver. Kid! Oh, Kenny, go away! This kid just, again, walking right into their backyard, wearing the loafers, the khakis. Now he's got a V-neck shirt with a button up underneath it. I see the kit that says downhill racer kit. There's also a plywood table set up on a couple sawhorses that... Has, like, a bunch of paint and oil and all that fun stuff. Maybe some blueprints, diagrams, instructions. Oh, I would... Uh, Becky, you're the adult. Because he's like, what do you call that piece of junk? I'd be like, you can turn your little self around and you can walk right out of this backyard. You don't need to be here. She's the adult. She can just as easily tell this kid to go home. We don't need your bad vibes, Kenny. Michelle, it's like her eyes immediately downcast. Why are you listening to this kid? Michelle, of course, rocking the side pony. Makes me think of, was it Deb? It was from Napoleon Dynamite. Rocking that side pony. And Becky is taking his trash talk and giving it right to him. Giving it right back at him saying, we call this the first place winner, little man. This kid doesn't know who he's talking to because Becky is a, she's a woman. He feels he can talk down to her, even though she's an adult. He says, well, you ought to call the garbage man to come haul it away. Yeah, she's giving him smack talk. She says, oh, yeah. He says, yeah. All right. So she's like, okay, here, Michelle, hop in. It doesn't, it's got the wheels on it, but, um... And she pushes it off, and of course, one of the wheels pops off. You don't have to prove anything to this little goober. Just tell him to send him on his way, his loafers and khaki self, on his way with his sweater vest. Get him, well, not sweater vest, v-neck sweater, but even still. Get, get him out of here. I don't want to, ugh, can't stand this kid.
I mean, he is honestly like, let's see here. He's Aaron and Rusty combined. He's got the rusty hair and the Aaron attitude. Yeah, she pushes off and immediately the wheel on the passenger, well, if there were room for a passenger um, on the right side, it just pops right off. And this just proves Kenny's point that girls can't make derby cars. I feel for Michelle. I mean, again, she's just like, this just proves my point. Kenny with this creepy laugh. Yeah, he says, what you got is no chance. And he says, bye, girls. And he waves and walks away. And he just, <laughs> And Becky says, huh, that's strange. As Michelle hops out. She's like, I wonder what the problem is. And Michelle says, the wheel fell off. Even I know that. It turns out there is a like a pin that's supposed to hold the wheel in place that popped out. Oh, the hardware store sold her a bad cotter pin. And she's like, don't worry, Michelle, I got this. I'll take care of it. And Michelle, she doesn't even want to do this anymore. She's like, no, forget it. It's just it's a stupid idea. I never should have. Just, I don't want to do this. Basically, yeah, she's pretty much like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, because she says, forget it, don't fix anything. And, Mich and Becky looks at Michelle like, why, what's going on, what's wrong? And Michelle says, just forget about the race. And she just walks into the house, leaving Becky to take care of it. I think that would be a point, is like, you bring Danny in there and just say, hey, this is the situation, what's going on, this kid's talking all sorts of smack. Just saying, just being really degrading of women and that women can't do this, women can't do that. And it's just clouding Michelle's judgment. And then, of course, you had, again, the whole scene with, it's like, we need to, yeah. And I like that eventually, you know, Danny and Jesse do kind of set her straight. Like, hey, we were wrong to say those things. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I just, I do, and, and what, yeah, I do feel that this episode, it does have a good message. Screwdriver. Thank you. Are you sure that goes there? Pretty sure. It's the steering wheel. Should I ask that just in case? Michelle, trust me. The steering wheel always goes in front of the driver. If you say so. Hey. What do you call that piece of junk? We call it the first place winner. Well, you should call a garbage man to haul it away. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine, Michelle, hop in. Let's show them what we got. Ready, set. Oh. <laughs> what you got is no chance. Bye, girls. <laughs> That's strange. I wonder what the problem is. The wheel fell off. Even I know that. Oh, no, here's the problem. The hardware store sold me a bad cotter pin. Michelle, you know what? I can fix this in no time. No, don't fix anything. What was wrong? Let's just forget about the race. 
So, now we're in the kitchen with DJ and Stephanie as they're putting stuff in the little uh, recycling setup that Danny has as we see Michelle and Becky walk into the kitchen from outside. And Becky comes in behind Michelle and asks Michelle, like, what? wait a second, Michelle, I thought you wanted to be in the race. And Michelle just kind of chucks it up to, I know I did, but now I don't. And even DJ kind of chimes in with, but Michelle, you were so excited you were sleeping in your crash helmet. And, and, you know, Becky's just trying to understand why Michelle wants to quit. But, and she's just thinking, like, maybe if you're, you know, if you're upset about the wheel falling off. And Michelle says, no, I'm not upset. I'm like, sweetie, serious. I was like, clearly something is going on. And clearly it's that kid, Kenny. I mean, I could have easily put that together. And Michelle just equates it to, hey, I just changed my mind. I'm a kid. It happens. It's like, no, 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 no. There's more to it than that. Is she afraid if she says the truth to Becky? Like, oh, I don't want to because you're a girl. She's afraid she's going to hurt Becky's feelings. And Becky says, yeah, Michelle goes upstairs and Becky says, well, you know, I guess I'll just replace the pin anyway. You never know. She could change her mind. I mean, hey, she's a kid. It happens. So Becky opens the door, and who's standing there but Steve? He's running his fingers through his hair. And yeah, Becky says, hey, it's been a while, Steve. It's good to see you. He's like, oh yeah, you too. How long has it been since he and DJ broke up? I don't think it's been very long. What, a couple weeks, a month? And DJ whispers to Stephanie, oh, he looks devastated. He's taking this really hard. Because he's standing over by the doorway, not sure if he has the right to come over to her and start talking to her because, you know, they dated and now they're not dating. Like, what's the protocol? What am I allowed to do and not do? He's, yeah, he's hanging. Yeah, that's right. He is. He's hanging in the doorway waiting for her to ask him in. Because Becky, when she opened the door, she didn't st say, hey, Steve, come on in. And <laughs> I like how Stephanie thinks she's going to be a part of this. Like, hmm. <laughs> DJ just looks at Stephanie like, Stephanie, go somewhere else. So, yeah, it's the post-breakup meetup here. And it is very awkward for really both of them. Especially for Steve. Like I said, he was just hanging in the doorway, you know, waiting to be asked to come in. Since they're not dating anymore, he doesn't have free range of their house. Because she says, oh, you can come in. He's like, oh, okay. And he shuts the door and walks over to her. And he's just kind of standing there just nervously. She's nervous. It, it gets even more awkward where he's like, so, uh, how's it going? And he playfully punches her in the arm. And she says, uh, it's, it's going. And she playfully punches him in the shoulder. Yeah, they don't, I mean, they've been dating for over a year and a half, and they just don't know how to be with each other. 
And Stephanie's like, oh my gosh, is this gonna be how it is when I break up with my first boyfriend, long-term boyfriend? So, Steve starts with, look, DJ, I don't know how you're gonna feel about this. And DJ figures he wants to get back together with her. And she says, Steve, look, it's normal to feel a sense of loss and desperation. She also adds a desperation to hold on to something, but you're just gonna have to let it go. And Steve says... Wait, wait a minute. Why do I have to let it go? It's my CD. You borrowed it. So she's like, what CD? Oh, yes. His Sting CD that he wants back. That's why he came over. Of course. <laughs> Stephanie, you really don't need to chime in here. She says, CD? He's not devastated. He just wants his CD. So, I thought she laughed, but no, she's just been watching this exchange between DJ and Steve. I'm sure loving every minute minute of it. And DJ's like, Seth, out now. Thank you. I got it. So, of course, after Stephanie leaves, Steve is like, devastated? Really? You thought I was devastated? And DJ plays it off like, no, of course I didn't. And Steve says, that's good, because, you know, I feel really, really fine about us breaking up. Yeah, clearly that's not what she wants. She, again, she wanted him to be devastated. I think a part of her wants him to want her back again. But she's like, oh, that's great, me too. I'm going to go get your CD. She comes back and she's like, oh, no, you don't even feel a little devastated? And he, he doesn't admit it at first, but he's like, what? Why are you? Are you devastated? Oh, oh, the puppy dog look. Oh, Steve, I love you. <laughs> he looks very nice in that hoodie. But she does admit that she does miss him. And he admits, oh, yeah, I mean, I miss you too. And Steve says, you know, and it just, yeah, he's talking about how the whole cliche of couples when they break up, they're always like, oh, we'll stay good friends. And then they never do. But DJ says, you know, Steve, that doesn't have to happen. We're not those couples. That doesn't have to be that way for us. We can still hang out as friends. So, yeah, she's like, hey, we're friends. We do friendly things. And the thing is, they didn't start out as friends. They started out dating. It just, it just honestly, it makes me think of the OC and just Ryan and Marissa trying to go from dating to being friends and... Everyone around them is like, when were you ever friends, exactly? You, like, jumped right into dating. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, you want to go to the movies? We can do that. You want to go get some pizza? And, of course, she asks, are you hungry? And Steve looks at her and says, DJ, it's me. You know who you're talking to, right? (laughs) She's like, oh, what was I thinking? So I didn't get that CD. I'm sure they'll come back to that. And Steve stops her before they leave out the door. And he's like, wait, Deej, how is this any different than dating? And she says, well, I mean, we won't make out anymore. He's like, oh, yeah. I kind of miss that. (laughs) Yeah, he says, bummer. Oh, yeah, she'll pay for, since they're friends, you know, they can each pay their own. And that's cool for Steve. He's like, yeah, hey, that could work out. Usually, yeah, friends pay for their own stuff. If you're dating, I mean... I don't know. I mean, how does that honestly work? Like, if a person invites you out to eat, are you still expected to pay your own way? Or how does that, I don't know. I would think if they invite you, then they're paying. Otherwise, it's like, or I mean, more of a say, hey, we can meet up somewhere. That's more code for it. We'll each pay for our own meal. Hey, Steve. Hi. 
devastated. He's taking this really hard. <clears throat> you can come in. Oh, right. <laughs> Thanks. you too. And I feel bad, you know, because every couple that breaks up says, oh, we're going to stay real good friends, but they never do. Yeah, but that doesn't have to happen to us. I mean, we're friends. We can do friendly things. Yeah, you're right. You know, hey, want to go to the movies? Sure. Or, you know, we could get some pizza. Are you hungry? DJ, it's me. <laughs> oh, well, I thank you. <laughs> wait, DJ, wait. But how is this any different from dating? Well, we won't make out anymore. Well, no. I'll pay for my own pizza. Actually, you know, this could work out. Okay, so now we're moving back down to the basement. We got Joey in his Red Wings hoodie. He's also wearing... He's wearing tights. Kind of like, again, with the flexibility and everything like that, it's important. And also, it looks like they just found some uh, slip slips for his feet that work out. So, you know, movement, less restriction, all that good stuff. Okay, no, God, um, Danny, Jesse, get out of there. Come on. They should have said it's close. You can't come down the red light. Red, red light? Where's that red light? Turn the red light on. You know they're going to rag on Joey big time here. This honestly does play into the whole, oh, guys can't do ballet, or oh, you're this because you like to do, it's just because he wants to, you know, get himself flexible for being able to move easier, faster on the ice. So, of course, Joey doesn't see Danny and Jesse there kind of hiding in the uh, stairwell. And Danny says to Jesse, you know, last time I saw Joey bend over that far was when an Oreo run rolled under the couch. Jesse and Danny are just having too much, they're getting too much of a kick out of this thing. And Stephanie says to Joey, I think we're ready for like the bar exercises and stuff like that, which, you know, the bar and ballet. And of course... 
Jesse says, I think I'm ready for the barf bag or something. Oh, God, oh, I just, I don't like that. Danny and Jesse, I don't like them this episode right now, what they're doing with them. This toxic masculinity soundingness. It's, but I mean, they're not nearly as bad as uh, Kenny. Kenny is just a ball of hard, uh, hot garbage. She's being taught things that is just, that's not how things should be they're using okay so they're using a chair like a bar so that he way he can do the uh the stretches and the bends and everything so stephanie of course being the teacher here says oh, i noticed someone's been practicing and joy says thank you for noticing yeah he's pretty much visualizing himself as a squirrel on the first day of spring gathering nuts and it's just it's, it's great. Whatever you gotta do to get to to get in that mindset and everything, and just your body is just it's, it's limber, it's fluid, it's just yeah. And here come Danny and Jesse. Uh, they're gonna personally rag on Joey. Thought he and Steph were doing this, you know, that no one was watching. That was the whole point, cause he knew there he was gonna get ragged on. They start clapping. Jesse starts clapping like it's, oh, this show. Oh, this one's good. I'm going to hold this over your head for years to come. Wow. Because <laughs> Joey's pretending to be a squirrel gathering nuts. And Danny says, nice work. They're just saying, oh, that's one squirrel who should have stayed in his tree. And I'm surprised that Stephanie doesn't like, hey, what's wrong with you guys? But <laughs> Jesse and Danny just having fun, messing with Joey, prancing around, leaping in the air, Danny shaking his bum bum, pretending to be a squirrel with a bushy tail, just imitating what Joey was doing. I mean, it's, I don't think it's cool. Joey fend over that far was because an Oreo rolled under the couch. Okay, I think we're ready for the bar exercise. <laughs> I'm ready for the bar back. <laughs> Somebody's been practicing. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> Steph, I just imagined myself a squirrel on the first day of spring. Gathering nuts. Very good, Joey. Gather, gather. Swish your bushy little tail. Sign a ringer. Oh, nice nut work. I think that's one squirrel that should have stayed in his tree. Oh, contraire. I, I think he made a radiant rodent. <laughs> So here we go with Jesse and Danny laughing it off about Joey doing ballet to improve his hockey. And then Jesse says, oh, next he'll be knitting to improve his football. So Michelle's in her room. She's holding Furry Murray. Dan Danny asks, oh, Michelle, what are you doing up here? And she looks at him and says, uh, it's, it's my room. But they're surprised that she's not downstairs, you know, out in the backyard helping Becky with the go-kart. And they ask her, well, why? Why aren't you helping her out? And Michelle says, I quit. 
and they ask, you know, why, why would you do something like that? Michelle says, don't tell Aunt Becky this, but she's a girl. And Jessie says, yes, that's one of the main reasons I married her. And they just, you know, they kind of want to figure, like, there's a reason why she's doing this. And it's not just because Becky's a girl. It's because they put it into her head, Kenny and Danny and Jesse, that girls can't work on cars, they can't fix cars, they don't know anything about cars, except for how to drive them. Oh, Michelle says, but girls can't build good cars. And Danny says, well, who told you that? And Michelle says, mm, Kenny did. And Danny apparently has met this kid, Kenny, because he says, that kid, Kenny, yeah, he's a bonehead. Don't don't listen to him. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, she, she's got you there, Danny. She says, you said it too, Daddy. And he's surprised, like, I did? And she tells him, yeah, you said girls don't even know where the steering wheel goes. And Danny defends himself by saying, sweetheart, that was just a joke. I was just, we were kidding. I mean, yeah, in a way, you probably were, but what Michelle was seeing was feeding right into exactly what Kenny is telling her. And that's the thing with with adults, you know, it's like, you make it around, but kids do take stuff seriously. What adults say does affect kids, and sometimes it affects them negatively, because sometimes they can't tell if somebody is you know, being sarcastic or being, you know, honest. Then again, here comes Jesse rolling in with the whole, Danny, you've got to be more sensitive. And here comes Michelle. It's like, oh, he wasn't the only one who was doing that. You were too, Uncle Jesse. Danny, you got to be more, you got to be less insensitive. Yeah, she <laughs> her trying to imitate Jesse. Uncle Jesse, you said, where are you going to put the flowers, sweetheart? Jesse's like, oh, what's the matter? What's the matter, Michelle? Can't you take a joke? And Danny, you know, turns Michelle to face him and says, "Honey, we didn't mean those things." And Michelle, asks, well, then why did you say them? And Danny can't come up with a clear answer. He's like, "Well, we said them because, well, we're boneheads, right, Jess?" Okay, I got this. Is gonna be a John Stamos thing was the chomping on the gum, or he just figures like Jesse would be chewing because he was doing that when they were watching Joey with the ballet lesson. He was chomping on gum. And like, I think that's a John Stamos thing. He's really like, I need to be chewing gum right now. We'll just work it into the character. I mean, that's not the first time that we've seen Jesse chewing gum. And again, I hear it's good for those that, you know, probably clench their jaw a lot and uh, clench their teeth. Honestly, maybe I should be doing that because uh, although my issue with gum is I always tend to swallow it. I don't chew gum very often anymore. So this, yeah, I like how Danny words this here. He says that I didn't realize that by making this joke that I would be sending out the wrong message. Like something you think, I mean, you're all like kind of goofing and everything, but Michelle doesn't see it that way. If you think about it, Becky is the only, other than her sisters, and she probably just, you know, views her sisters as her sisters. But Becky is the motherly, womanly role model in that house. Not just for Michelle, but the other girls as well. Here comes her father and her uncle kind of semi-tearing down 
Becky's want to be able to do this and like, oh, well, you're a girl. You can't do that. And my guess is, honestly, that very well could have been how Jesse and Danny were brought up back in the day when, the, you know, men thought, you know, women were in, inferior to them and Elaine couldn't do all the things that men could do. And Jesse says, well, here's the right message. Girls can do anything boys can do. Oh, the tape belonged to Michelle, uh, the ballet music that Joey... Oh, yeah, and he's like, oh, well, since I'm here, if you haven't made fun of me in front of Michelle yet, so... This is lost on Michelle, because she wasn't there when it happened. Danny goes, oh, Joey, wait a minute. And Joey turns and says, oh, well, you haven't made fun of me in front of Michelle yet. Here, let me, uh do it for you so at least honestly they do apologize to joe yeah a lot of apologies these this episode a lot of a lot of lessons learned it's like yeah and yeah just honestly i think this is a good tanner teachable lesson here you're not gonna say anything nice keep your mouth shut right exactly i mean yes we all got our opinions but then again we also can see that opinions sometimes hurt people I mean, a thumper said it best in Bambi. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything. Don't say anything at all. And the thing is, the adults realize that you are setting examples for these children, especially Michelle, Nikki, and Alex. The way they act is that's setting precedence for those kids to think that that is acceptable behavior to take out into the world and interact with other people just like that. Yeah, Kenny's mom needs to have a talk with with Kenny's dad because, yeah. She found out the stuff that Kenny's dad was filling that boy's head with. Uh, she would, mm, like, okay, you know what? Taking my son and I'm leaving you. If you don't clear up this matter. Girl boy! <laughs> Just call him Joey, Jesse. Come on now. <laughs> Jesse, could you be a smidge more sincere? Uh, squirrel boy. Uh, we're sorry we made fun of you. Like, next time, like, do it a little, little more, emote a smidge more better, thank you. At least Danny sounds sincere, he's like, we really are, Joey. And Danny says, see, Michelle, Joey's a boy, he can do ballet. Yes, there are many, you know, guys that you know, do ballet and women, and, and, and my gosh, why, why, why do we have to put labels on people? Why, why do we just, just... Let people do what they're going to do. Why do we have to put it and say, no, you can't do that because of this? And Danny says, Michelle, and you and Becky are girls and you can build cars. Yes, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you can do anything you want. You can do anything you want to do that you really love. And she says, well, I love building that car. It's like, then you go build it, sweetie. You go build that car. She says, you love building that car. You finish that speed wagon and you win that race. Um, jo Jesse is definitely in the running. I mean, normally I like, you know, flannel plaid, but, um, I don't know what concoction of faded jacket they got. Cream white with, like, a uh, light reddish plaidish deal going on. But then they got some weird, like, polyester, like, brownish, reddish, like, zip-up collar thing going on, and it just... I don't like it, so I think he's definitely, along with Michelle's rose-colored shirt, will definitely be in the running for worst outfit of the episode. I'm, say, I'm hands down saying it now. 
Oh, sweetie, you know Becky's not going to be mad at you because you quit. I mean, she understands that there is something else going on there, and she's just waiting for you to you know, figure yourself out, take care of, you know, fi you know, come to what's going on, you know, have a talk with your dad and whatnot, and just, and, you know, she, yeah, she's like, she'll change your mind. You know what happens. She's a kid. That's how it works. And Michelle, before she walks out the door, says, and you're not a bad squirrel. And Joey rubs. I like how he puffs out his cheeks and rubs his belly. And Michelle leaves, and Joey goes over to Danny, and Jesse says, you know, I'm really proud of you guys for having such a positive attitude. Why is Joey holding a trench coat? Yeah, he, he tells them, you should really give this ballet stuff a shot. Yeah, and of course... Danny's like, you know, he's right, you know, it's good exercise. Jesse's like, yeah, it keeps you limber. Yeah, they're not going to do that. So, uh, Joey says, all right, tomorrow at 3. And they're like, mm, nah, mm, mm. Sometimes people make a joke and they don't realize that they're, they're sending out a bad message. All right, but here's the right message. Girls can do anything boys can do. Hey, Michelle, thanks. Uh, thanks for the tip. Uh, Joy, wait a minute. Oh, uh, let's see. You haven't made fun of me in front of Michelle yet, so I'll save you the trouble. Look, Michelle, I'm a squirrel. It's the first day of spring. See me prancing. Joey. Jess, I, I think we owe an apology to it. Certain woodland creature. Yeah. Uh, squirrel boy. We're sorry we made fun of you. We really are, Joey. See, Michelle? Joey's a boy and he can do ballet. And you and Aunt Becky are girls and you can build cars. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you can do anything you want to do that you really love. Well, I love building that car. Uh, let me tell you something, Michelle. You love building that car. You get down there, and you finish that speed wagon, and you go win that race. I hope she's not mad because I quit. You're not a bad squirrel. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Well, I'm really proud of you guys for uh, having such a positive attitude. You know, you should really give this ballet stuff a shot. You know what, Jess? He's, he's right. It really is good exercise. Oh, it is supposed to keep you limber. How about tomorrow at 3? Nah. <laughs> so we see Becky is attached to new uh, 
coddle pen or whatever it's called. Of course, and Michelle comes out into the backyard like, oh, Aunt Becky, you're still working on the car. I'm like, sweetie, you think she's going to quit just because you said you didn't want to do it anymore? No. You gotta, you're practically there. All you got to really do is probably paint it. Maybe run it for a little test drive down the sidewalk or an abandoned parking lot somewhere. Yeah, and she, she stands up. She's like, well, you know, we got it this far. We may as well finish it. I mean, sweetie, if you're going to let every Kenny, whatever his last name is, those Kennys of the world put you down and get you down, make you want to quit everything, you're not going to go any far if you just let people push you down, push you around. You got to rise above it and just say, hey, I'm doing my own thing. I don't care who cares. I don't care who has what to say. Yeah, and she says to Michelle, you know, this car is really special. And Michelle asks, it is? And Becky says, yeah, you know, I never built a car for a girl driver before. Yeah, she was always helping out her brothers. Girls weren't allowed to race. I mean, think about it. Yeah, Becky most likely probably grew up in the 60s and 70s, kind of like Jesse did. So Becky does ask Michelle, well, why did you quit? And at least Michelle is honest with her. Michelle says, because everyone was saying that girls can't drive cars. They can't make cars. So yeah, she kind of holds Becky out there saying, well, because Becky assumes she's talking about Kenny. And Kenny's like, <laughs> Kenny is gonna Kenny all day long. Michelle says, well, not just him, but Uncle Jesse, Daddy, and you. And this kind of takes Becky a little by surprise. Like, it's the thing is, like, yes, she was joking in a way. She wasn't being serious. But then again, you have an, impre an impressionable eight-year-old who sees and watches and listens to everything you say and do. And they're going to pick, uh, yeah, she's picking up on that behavior. And again, I, I said it was just, it's basically fuel for the fire that Kenny started that, you know, that little, and they're basically fanning the flame with that kind of like, oh, girls can't do this. And, you know, like I said, Michelle looks up to Becky as a role model. And you just, you, you got to watch what you say and do. Because kids are watching. They're listening. Michelle does, you know, to the relief of Becky, Michelle does say, now I know you guys were just kidding. Becky says, you know, Michelle, I'm sorry if I gave you the wrong idea. You know, being a girl is pretty special. Oh, Michelle, you're a sweetheart. She says, I like it so far. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> Becky says, and the good stuff's coming up. Yeah, I mean, as you get older, you get to do new things, have new experiences and stuff like that, and be able to... Yeah, and, and the thing is, again, it's like her big sisters are also an influence for her, and she's watching them and listening to them. But, but I, I think, honestly, what Becky is more referring to, like, hey, once you get a little older, you can start learning how to drive and just all the fun things you are kind of restricted to doing right now. Oh, this is, <laughs> she asked Becky if she can unquit. And Becky says, sure, and they hug. And I'm just, oh, this is the mother figure that Michelle gets. And just Becky's, oh, she's she's so good with the girls and even her own kids and everything like that. And yeah, so Becky will eventually have her own daughter and little Pamela. So, <laughs> 
she tells Michelle, grab a paintbrush, girl. We got a race to win. Like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. downhill derby here we come oh see what is someone's got a green racer and it, i swear it almost looks like it could belong to richie rich or i'm getting waldo from little rascals vibes here um it's not the greatest looking racer here um the one that's got like is is that supposed to be like a hundred dollar bill on there i don't know but we got racers pretty much they're all it they're all from the same kit, basically. They're all just colored. Some are red, some are green, some are red, white, and blue. One is candy cane striped. So, Michelle's is kind of like, it looks like a cream off-white color with a red kind of, um, not a, it's not a bright red, that's for sure. It's more like a burgundy-ish red. And they're, you know, just getting everything ready to roll. You know, everything, all the tires are on. They got the cotton pin or whatever that thing is called. All the wheels are attached. We, we see the crash helmet, which is basically a bike helmet. Becky's asking Michelle if she's ready. And Michelle's like, I am, but my stomach isn't. Like, my tummy's kind of off, which... I, yeah, I, I, something like that, you, you would, I can imagine you would have nerves. You know, the first time she's doing this, it's nerve, you know, especially you're going up against Kenny, who says he apparently wins this every year. I think his dad is paying somebody off. So when Michelle says my, my tummy isn't ready, and Becky's like, you got butterflies? And I love Michelle's response. She says, yeah, with really big wings. All right, we got Danny, we got Steph, we got DJ, we got Jesse. Where's Joey? Is he watching the twins? Because the twins aren't there. Oh, he gave her a bouquet of roses. That's sweet. He says congratulations and kisses her on the cheek. And she's like, what for? I haven't even won yet. I haven't even, I haven't even raced yet. And Jesse says, well, Munchkin, you built the car, you didn't quit. And then, of course, Stephanie pipes in. Well, actually, she did quit. And then she unquit. Okay, Steph, Deej, please. Yes, we get it. She quit for half a second, and then she unquit. Let's move on with our lives. Even Dean is like, girls, please. You're not helping your little sister here. We're trying to provide inspiration, confidence, right? Right. Yeah, she's she's got her cheering section there, and uh, they're getting uh, 
announcer just said, all right, you got to get your, your derby cars. You got to get them lined up at the starting line so we can rock it. Oh, look at that. It looks Okay, this is going to be like fall, like late fall, because there aren't a lot of leaves on this one particular tree. I mean, they're past the point of peak color because there's not a lot of them. And they got that kind of brownish oranges. Like, they don't look, leaves don't look good anymore once you get to, like, mid to late November. <laughs> like, if you want to see peak color, I would say, what, mid-September, late September, maybe first week of October tops. Basically, yeah, this is a preliminary race. We got to knock out a few hopefuls so we can get down to the top like two or three people. My goodness, they're putting the they're putting the the uh, helmet on, and Jesse's all like, "Watch your hair, Jesse. Forget her hair, okay? It's not important. She needs to make sure that thing is on correctly and it's safely snapped under the that mm, would get that that alone would give me anxiety." Um. I mean, this, the one that you kind of snap into it is not hugely bad. It was the ones that, that had the helmets where you had, like, the strap, like, interwoven between a couple of uh, rings. That, ugh, that was just, I don't like the feeling like I can't get something off because the straps are, are, are stuck in the, the ring things or, uh, I, yeah. against a couple other kids that I don't know who they are. One's got a orange-yellow derby car. The other one's got a uh, souped-up-looking red one. So we do get to see the green car with the... It says, the United States of America, $100 bill, $100. Uh, and then there's another... This one's kind of... I like... There's, like, different patterns on this one it's kind of a hodgepodge of like polka dots little dots different colored stripes and there's a blue one so we're just trying to do some eliminations to try to get down to the main ones oh that's denise's car with the stripes and the polka dots oh that's cute i like her helmet too it's really cute so it looks like denise against a couple and now we have uh kenny against a couple his, of course, not surprising. His is gray with a shark head on the front, painted on the front. I guess the character of Kenny is supposed to be... He's just... The actor, he's just hamming it up, like, ah, growling, and just, ah, and it's just like, come on. I wonder how long this thing goes on for. We got people sitting on hay bales. 
Um, we got Michelle going against that red car with the pipe sticking out of the sides of it. We got Denise against Kenny. And, of course, Kenny beat her. So Denise is out. Of course it's going to be between Kenny and Michelle. Kenny, we learned his last name is Webster. So Denise comes up and wishes Michelle good luck. And, of course, Kenny's there to throw in a tude. He says, well, if it, is, if it isn't my first victim and my last victim. It's like, dude, slow your roll. Okay, just chill. Of course, Denise says, no mercy. I love the sneer that Michelle gives to Kenny as he walks away. Okay, Danny, you're being a little too cautious. Because he's like, okay, I want you to drive defensively. What do you say? Like, drive defensively, carefully. And if you get sleepy, pull over. And Jesse's like, Danny, it's a 15-second race. Trust me, she'll be fine. Uh, I'm sure she was up late last night. No, she wasn't. Oh, really? It's like, let the girls... Take care of this, okay? Becky's got this. She's her coach. Like, guys, I got this, okay? We need to focus. <laughs> Danny and Jesse, stop trying to cancel each other out with your advice to Michelle. And Becky tells Michelle, all right, Michelle, this is for all the marbles. And Mar <laughs> Michelle asks, I thought the winner gets a trophy. It's like, yeah, well, I mean that too. I said, someone needs to explain expressions to Michelle. And this is great. I like that she's not pressuring Michelle at all. Just saying, look, whatever happens, I'm very proud of you for making it this far. Win or lose, sweetie, you did your best. And that's all that matters. And also, you have fun out there, too. That's another thing. Just have fun. Just don't be so amped up about winning like it's all or nothing. It's like, no, you put work and fun into making it, and now, you know, you're going to... You're reaping the benefits. Now it's you and one other person against each other. And she's gotten this far a lot. It's just, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> Michelle says, I'm lucky I have an aunt who's a girl. And Becky says, well, I'm lucky to have you. That's so sweet. So she does pull the bouquet of roses out and she adds one, you know, for good luck to the uh, the front. There's a little, you know, it's strapped down. I think that's to hold that that rose in place. Yeah, she adds a rose and says, yeah, this car needs something. Now everyone will know that it's, this is a girl's car. Oh, I see over there Kenny's got his dad talking to him. Oh, I see Denise with her mom. Aww. At the final race for the Downhill Derby Championship will be between Kenny Webster and Michelle Webster. Kenny Webster will Carefully, okay? And if you get sleepy, you just pull over. Hey, it's a 15 second race. She was up late last night. Guys, come on, we have to concentrate here. Have fun. Good luck. All right, Michelle, this is for all the marbles. That's not the winner gets a trophy. Yeah, well, that too. Listen, honey, I want you to know that no matter what happens, I'm really proud of you for making it this far. Thanks. I'm lucky to have an aunt who's a girl. <laughs> I'm lucky to have you. All right, jump on in there. Wait, this car 
I need something. Serves him right. She deserved to win. She had a better attitude. <laughs> Congratulations. At least his dad made him. Congratulate her. And this year's downhill dirty truck comes to the shell who never got to race. Okay, well, let's keep it at our house. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, of course we gotta have some smack talk from Connie where he's like, oh my gosh, your car's growing weeds. And I love Michelle's clap back with, well, my dad says if I can't say anything nice, not to say anything at all, but my dad's not here. And you know what? You're a weenie. And the kid just looks so stunned. Like, whoa. It's like, yeah, dude. You had to know she was going to not put up with your insults anymore. So, and the thing is, I agree with, with the trivia as far as, yes, her car was ahead. It was closer to the finish line. She would have won regardless of that. So that is awesome. I think it's amazing. Everyone's congratulating her and everything. I just, I think since this kid says he wins like every year since he's been doing this, I'm sure everyone's just happy that someone else won and a girl won too, which is cool. So yeah. And turns out Kenny's mother, I thought it was his dad still because both the mom and the dad were wearing denim. But no, because he congratulates her. But of course, it's like a congratulations. And I see it. Okay, it's his mom. So his mom made him do that. Because I doubt his dad would have, like, made him do that. I get to congratulate her because she, even though she's a girl. So I, I love Becky saying this trophy is for all the girls that never got to race. And Michelle says, yeah, well, let's keep it at our house. And, oh, such a good episode. I just, I enjoyed it so much. And, of course, yes, worst outfit, honestly. It's, I think it's going to go to Michelle's, like, flower pattern. And then runner-up is going to be Jessie's faded plaid flannel with the 
polyesterish looking collar. I just didn't like it. Best outfits? I honestly, I want to give it to Steve's hoodie. I loved his hoodie. Look, he looked really good in it. And of course, like I said, Tanner Teachable moment is just. And this is, again, I'm speaking as someone who does not have children, but knows enough that if you're around kids, you gotta watch what you say around them because they are watching and they are listening, and kids will pick up on things. Especially being in an impressionable age. Even like like Michelle and everything, you know, she's got four adults in the house. One is, you know, being Aunt Becky. And she is just, you know, this is her role model for, for womanhood and along with her sisters as well. So yeah. Yes, and I do again I want to wish the Olsen twins a very happy birthday. That's why I wanted to cover the bicycle thief and Michelle a la carte for their birthdays. And again, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And if you haven't yet and you'd like to, go on iTunes, search Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Tulipus podcast will pop up. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Bye-bye, everyone.